Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Xander's Facts. And this week, we are talking about crypto. Do you know your crypto? Probably not. And that's why I'm doing this podcast, because cryptocurrency has been all the rage the last few weeks, months, years. But you probably don't know much about it. You're like, what is this thing? I have no clue. Well, this podcast is here to explain it to you. This week, we are taking a look at all the nitty gritty stuff about cryptocurrency. For the last few years, it has been the craze online in the real world, and you've probably gotten swept up in all the mania. Maybe. You might have some crypto, like Xander, because to be fully honest, full disclosure, I do own a bit of crypto myself. I am kind of an expert. Huh. I currently own, take a look at this, a whopping 0.000391 bitcoins. So, I mean, I I don't want to brag, but I'm a little bit of an expert. Xander's spreading lies. So, I'm not actually an expert, but I did a bunch of research on crypto, which I am going to share with you on this podcast so that I know you know all about crypto. So, let's do it. Let's break down everything you need to know about crypto as someone who is not nerdy, geeky, internet crypto, data, techie, nerdy, crazy. What do you say? If you're not like that, this podcast is for you. Let's learn about crypto together. Let's do that. And let's start with a basic question. What is a cryptocurrency? Because you've heard of crypto, you heard of cryptocurrency, but you may not know what the definition is. So according to NerdWallet, which is a pretty reputable source, pretty, I mean, as facts, according to NerdWallet, quote, A cryptocurrency or crypto is a digital asset, a digital or virtual currency that can circulate without the need for a central monetary authority such as a government or bank. Instead, cryptocurrencies are created using cryptographic techniques that enable people to buy, sell, or trade them securely, unquote, and transaction and ownership data is stored in a digital ledger which is typically known as a blockchain, which is a distributed ledger technology. You've probably heard of blockchain. You're like, what in the world is a blockchain? That's what a blockchain is. The blockchain stores all records of transactions and crypto ownership, which is basically the only real big regulation of crypto right now, as the blockchain is the only thing that prevents copies of crypto actually being made. Because the government or these different banks don't control the crypto. These blockchains do, basically. And in order for the people who come up with these crypto coins to have them verifiable so that people will actually buy them because they want it to be a smart asset, smart investment, they make sure that they have these blockchains, which have security, which makes sure they are reliable and verified. So there you go. Good to know. But even compared to other financial investments like stocks, crypto is seen as having higher price volatility and higher risk. And it's also a lot newer of a phenomenon like Bitcoin. You all know Bitcoin. That's the largest cryptocurrency that's out there. Came out in 2009. 
that was, it's hard to believe, but that was 13 years ago. But, you know, thinking about stocks, bonds, all that stuff, that's minuscule, 13 years. Bitcoin was the first modern cryptocurrency when that was 2009. And since then, there are now nearly 20,000 separate crypto coins that are traded publicly. So there's Bitcoin, and then there's thousands of others that we've never heard of. But they're out there. And each individual unit of a cryptocurrency is a coin or a token. That's what it's called, which can be used for any number of things, depending on the crypto. Like some can be used to exchange for goods and services, like an actual currency, like a dollar or a euro or whatever. And others can be used for specific programs like games or financial products. It all depends on the crypto coin or token that you buy. Like you can buy Bitcoin and that's kind of like a digital currency. So you can actually buy and sell stuff if a business accepts Bitcoin. But for others, you can't do that. They have separate purposes. So in that way, crypto is like totally different from other investments like stocks. But actually, in this sense, crypto is like stocks in that you can buy a coin on a crypto marketplace or an exchange. Like with stocks, you go on your TD Ameritrade account or your E-Trade account and you buy a stocks or your Fidelity account and you buy stocks. With crypto, there are several exchanges where you can buy crypto, like Coinbase, Crypto.com. There's a ton. And the thing is, like with TD Ameritrade and E-Trade and Fidelity, you know, you usually have the same options as regard to which stocks you can buy. With all these different exchanges, some of them have the crypto coin you might be looking for. Some of them don't. Like the type of coin or the cryptocurrency that you actually want may not be on crypto.com, but it might be on Coinbase. So it's very different in that sense and not like Bitcoin. Bitcoin's going to be on all of them. But like if I had a little teeny tiny cryptocurrency coin, it might be listed on crypto.com, but it might not be on Coinbase. So it varies in that way. And just looking at cryptocurrency overall, There's a lot of positives surrounding cryptocurrency. There's a lot of negatives too, but I'm going to get to that. We're going to start with the positives because we always start on the positive side. Lots of people like that it has little relation to the traditional financial system. If you want to be edgy, this is the thing for you. Meaning that central banks don't manage the money supply and can't reduce the value of that money. It was also found last year by the Pew Research Center that Minority communities are more likely than white Americans to say that they've invested in, traded, or used a cryptocurrency. And you've also got the blockchain technology, which can also be more secure than traditional payment systems, even as a decentralized system. Fact nugget! So those are a couple of the positives. The negatives now, it's like, I've been hyping up crypto now, and you're like, Xander... If it was this great, I wouldn't be having questions. But you might be having questions, and that's why there's a bunch of negatives, which I'm going to read off here. Starting with a positive that I just named, the blockchain technologies, which haven't been widely adopted yet. And that 
could actually hinder any potential development of the tech if it isn't further adopted. If it's not, that could minimize future returns on your money and other investors' money, which, I mean, you want money. There's also the fact that crypto prices tend to change more rapidly than traditional stocks. This could definitely hurt if you're a short-term investor and the prices swing downward rapidly, which has happened before. Crypto crash is a real thing, and it has happened to many people. Of course, the opposite has also happened, because you've also seen wild swings in the positive direction, which means you get a massive return on your investment in a short amount of time, which has also happened before. But the potential, because you can't, like a suck, you can't predict what the price is going to do. So the potential for a wild swing in price deters many from investing. I'll give you an example. You know Bitcoin. You know the Bitcoin craze. It happened in 2017, then it dropped for a little bit, and then it came way back up. But this year, it's also gone crazy because right now, as of Tuesday, Bitcoin was trading for about $20,197. So now you understand why I have very little of it. Back in March, it was up to 47000 but before the end of last year, it was above 64000 Chill out! So that's a wild swing in the price. And there's also the fact that while, at least in the United States and most other countries around the world, crypto is, I mean, compared to other investments, relatively unregulated. But that could change in the next few years because crypto is very new. And there's been a lot of cryptocurrencies, uh, different crypto coins that have come out in the last few years. So governments are, you know, they're not saying do what you want. They're looking at it right now and basically like, what are we going to do with this? That's the approach they're taking right now. So that could change in the next few years. But then there's all those negatives. But a huge deterrence to crypto may be its impact on the environment, which you know is very important from listening to this podcast because we have talked about the environment, pollution, green energy a ton on this podcast. There's several episodes I could refer to you in the past that we have done on those topics. But in order to provide and confirm transactions as well as provide security, many cryptocurrencies, most notably Bitcoin, need to mine. Now, I'm not talking about going into an actual mine and start digging because that wouldn't make any sense. But crypto mining is the process of getting new crypto coins that are bought and sold by users. And that is done not by going into a coal mine. Are you sure? But it is done by a process described as proof of work, which allows users to validate cryptocurrency transactions by solving a complex math problem on a computer. Not in the wilderness, in the comfort of your own home. Or probably not, because I'm not talking about like 2 plus 2 to the 5th power divided by n squared. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about crazy computer math stuff. Like, it takes an absolutely insane amount of energy and power to mine crypto. on your computer. So the computer is basically running programs which are trying to solve 
the problem. Like, we couldn't do this as average humans. Two plus two is not the problem. So, the more power that the computer has, the greater chance that a transaction is going to be validated. However, that computer needs a lot of power. And the normal crypto buyer and seller doesn't need to do this. You don't need to have this crazy computer running these math problems to buy crypto. This is only for the crypto to become actually available to you to buy so that it's put on the Coinbase. You can download the crypto app or Coinbase or whatever and just say, I want to buy this and you'll have it. But crypto mining is for creating the cryptocurrency. And that takes a lot of energy. And that has created a problem because it was estimated by the University of Cambridge that Bitcoin generates 132.48 terawatt hours annually of energy, which surpassed the entire annual energy usage of the country of Norway in 2020 at 123 terawatt hours. So China saw this problem and bans crypto mining last year. But of course, China is not the only country in the world. So that has shifted a bunch of the strain on the United States, which now accounts for 34.5% of the world's crypto mining, which results in 40 billion pounds, billion with a B, of carbon dioxide being produced by U.S. Bitcoin mining. That's a lot of numbers. That is a lot. And as we know from previous podcasts, you'd have carbon dioxide in the air, but a ton of it like that is not a good thing. So Bitcoin mining is using a ton of energy, and that is resulting in more carbon dioxide and pollution in the air, which is bad. Now, this isn't the process for all cryptocurrencies, but it is for the majority of them. However, there are a couple of alternatives to proof of work that don't produce as much pollution or require as much of a strain on resources. Those include proof of stake, which is not the food, but it doesn't use as much energy, but it has been criticized for systemic inequity, so that might not be too good. But there's also proof of burn, which does not mean actually burning something. Like we're not actually mining, we're not actually burning something, but it does involve removing coins from circulation. So the more coins that you burn, the faster you mine. And it was created specifically to address environmental concerns, but it's only been taken up by one major cryptocurrency so far, which is Slimcoin. Shout out, because you can buy that currently at three cents. So how about that? But you've also got proof of capacity and proof of elapsed time, which are both meant to cut down on any environmental negatives. So you do have several cryptocurrencies and the industry as a whole trying to be more environmentally friendly by cutting down on the energy it takes to mine because cryptocurrency mining has become one of the top energy users in the world and a bunch are trying to change that or at least not make it as environmentally unfriendly trying to make it environmentally friendly which is something that ethereum is doing the second largest cryptocurrency on the market, which is moving to proof of stake from proof of work. 
So how about that? But the largest cryptocurrency by far, Bitcoin, you know, still is not moving away from proof of work. And that may put a damper on larger efforts for crypto to become more environmentally friendly. But what could also help is a shift towards using renewable energy sources, which have been talked about extensively on this podcast, as you know. If they weren't chugging out the coal and the oil and all the fumes and were using solar, wind, hydro, all that stuff, I mean, that would be a lot better. Then they can use all the energy they want as long as we have some because everybody needs energy because without energy, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. And then you'd have no energy for facts and that'd be terrible. So that's basically what cryptocurrency as a whole is all about. But now let's get into a couple of the most popular cryptocurrencies out there to familiarize yourself. And you've probably heard of some of these before. We have to, of course, start with the one that everyone knows, because I've talked about it on this podcast, Bitcoin, the one that started the crypto craze a few years ago. And it was started in 2009 with the purpose of being a new electronic cash system that is fully peer-to-peer with no trusted third party. So technically, if a business accepts it and you own it, you could purchase goods and services with Bitcoin. Of course, you all know, one Bitcoin is right now 20-something thousand dollars. But it's not, you know, I'm not buying an Apple for two Bitcoin, which is actually 40-something thousand dollars. No, it's a different conversion. But the history of Bitcoin's price remained under $1,000 up until the beginning of 2017. 2017, five years ago, is when the whole Bitcoin craze began because it began the year under $1,000 at about $900. And by the end of the year, it was up to $19,000. So you would have gotten a good bang for your buck right there. But it fell back since then. But at the end of 2020, going into 2021, during the pandemic, there was another craze because the price got as high as $60,000. But there's been a dip pretty recently throughout most of this year, and the price is down to just over $20,000. So that's Bitcoin. The second largest cryptocurrency, which I talked about, Ethereum which is a decentralized software platform that enables smart contacts and decentralized applications, also known as dApps, to be built and run without any downtime, fraud, control, or interference from a third party. This is meant to create a suite of decentralized financial products that anyone in the world can use. And right now, Ethereum, as I said, the second largest digital currency by market cap, is trading at about $1,570. But like, I told you I own 0.003 something of Bitcoin. You don't need to buy one Bitcoin. They split it up like a stock share. So you don't have to buy an actual, you don't have to save up $20,000, whatever, to buy a Bitcoin. You can buy a little teeny tiny piece of a Bitcoin or an Ethereum. And another thing about the massive price swings, which actually happened this week, Monday, Monday of this week, Ethereum was trading at $1,716. On Tuesday, it was at $1,578. That's almost a $1,500 swing in 24 hours. Man, that was rough. Which 
is pretty insane. The stock market on Tuesday was down 1,300 points. That was the worst day in two years or something like that. And that was crazy. That happens a lot. Maybe not to that extent, but massive price swings happen with a ton of crypto coins all the time. And so that's Ethereum. So with Ethereum, you can't actually use it to go to Walmart and buy something like you could with Bitcoin. I don't think they accept Bitcoin at Walmart, but like you could go somewhere and if they accept Bitcoin, you can buy something with Bitcoin. With Ethereum, you can't do that. But you can do it with like a stock where you buy it and the price can go up and up and then you can sell it and you get a return on your investment. You can do that with all crypto coins. It's a fact. Or you could lose money if you buy it and then it goes down and you sell it, which I would not recommend. But a couple of the other notable crypto coins, there's Tether, which is a stable coin. A stable coin aims to peg their market value to a currency or other external reference point to reduce volatility. Stable coins, there's a bunch of stable coins. Tether's just probably the most notable one. There's even a USD coin, a US dollar coin, which actually pegs its price to the US dollar. And it does that by using fiat collateralized reserves, meaning it holds an amount of fiat currency equal to the amount of USD coin in circulation, which is, I mean, you can buy USD coin as a cryptocurrency. How about that? So those are just some, I mean, that was just four, four of some of the thousands of cryptocurrencies that you can research and invest in. There's a ton, like Dogecoin, which I would not recommend. And now, finally, Xander, please tell me, is crypto a good investment? Well, I am not an expert, so I am not going to tell you if crypto is a good investment or not, or I'm not going to tell you whether or not to buy crypto. The point of this podcast was basically to inform you about crypto, because there's a lot of people who are just looking at crypto, or maybe have even invested in crypto, and they're like, I have no idea what cryptocurrency is. What's crypto mining, Bitcoin mine? What's a Bitcoin? I have no clue, but I bought some. Well, if you're going to buy some, you should probably know what it is first stuff. You should probably know what cryptocurrency is and then what Bitcoin is and what you can use it for. So that's basically what this podcast was used for. So it's not for me to say whether crypto is a good investment, but it could be for you to say for yourself, if you actually do your research, have some money to invest and are willing to play the long game, I would say why not? It also might not hurt too bad if you invest in like, one, a hundredth, or a thousandth of a Bitcoin, which I have, which did not cost very much money to see it eh, not do so well very recently, but that's another story. But the thing is, crypto is a growing investment product for many in the United States and around the world, especially after Bitcoin exploded in popularity in 2017. And you might be thinking about it, especially after if you own some stock and Tuesday was a rough day for you, but you need to make sure that you actually know what you're doing. And that is good financial advice from Xander on Xander's Facts. Debatable. So there you go with cryptocurrency. But I did have one more question regarding cryptocurrency. I was like, there are over 20,000 cryptocurrencies out there. Why don't I have my own cryptocurrency? So... I asked the Google machine, 
can you actually make your own cryptocurrency? And the answer that I found was yes, you can. You can make your own crypto. I got so excited. I was like, well, of course I'm going to make my own cryptocurrency. I can call it Xander coin, fact coin, ZF coin, Xander's facts coin. I could name it all kinds of things. I could promote the podcast. You could own a piece of the podcast, Xander's facts coin. But then, so the answer was yes. Then I went a little deeper into the Google machine and found some reliable sources. And I saw that you can make your own cryptocurrency, but it usually takes an average of ten to thirty thousand dollars to start a cryptocurrency. So whoops. Then I was like, you know, do I really need my own cryptocurrency? And at that price point, I decided the answer was a unilateral no. So that was kind of sad. But if you wanted to start your own crypto coin, you could. I'm just saying. So Xander's not going to do that for a while until Xander's Facts podcast goes crazy and he starts getting the big bucks. But if you wanted to do that, if you've got a couple thou that you want to throw out there, you could start your own Xander's Facts coin. I'm just saying. So there you go. So all of that is the lowdown on what you need to know about crypto. So now you can invest responsibly like Xander, maybe. Do I invest responsibly? Hopefully, because if I don't, this would be a bad podcast. But I'm not telling you one way or another, you should invest in crypto. Oh no, you shouldn't invest in crypto. I'm saying those are the facts regarding cryptocurrency. Do your own research, make your own decisions. It's your money. And if you wanted to share it with Xander's facts, you know, I wouldn't be against that. If you made some money off crypto. Get that dough. I mean, it's only fair. So there you go. Cryptocurrency. Now you know your crypto. The caravan of mostly Central American immigrants is now in the Mexican city of Guadalajara.